Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning. It is October 12th, 2023. It is Thursday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Morgan's Crows. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, a mask tells us more than a face. Oscar Wilde. So what am I drinking right now? It is a beautiful morning. It's my first morning with my AC not blaring in the background, so I'm pretty psyched about it. And I am drinking Sip of Spells Dark Society. I'm going to take a quick sip. Mm. Oh, I just really love it in the morning. It's so wonderful. And what's really great is I I, I do make my own my own cold brew. But sometimes it runs out or whatever, whatever, and I, like, don't have any. And, oh, drinking this instead is so yummy. But we are talking this week about chocolate. And today we're talking about the magical properties of chocolate. And this comes to us from PlentifulEarth.com. So let's talk a little bit about chocolate. So if you are a white chocolate person, this is great for friendship, self-love, and fun. Milk chocolate, friendship, self-love, nurturing, love, balance, fun, and it raises emotional energy. Dark chocolate is love, romance, grounding, and prosperity. And cacao nibs are great for grounding, prosperity, and ancestor magic absolutely love. All right, witches, moving on to some headlines. This comes to us from mentalfloss.com. Why do witches have warts? Let's find out. And this was written by Alexa Contolemus. It definitely looks Greek. Contolemus. So let's see what they say. Many old-timey images of witches show the women with a particular physical feature. Warts. Is it weird? I've always assumed it's because of the frog thing, that like they turn men into frogs, so they have frogs, and then like, isn't there a thing about warts and frogs? Oh no. That's always kind of what I've assumed. Uh well, that's always what I've assumed in a fun haha way. Uh, I do know historically they base the image of witches off of the first woman who died by witchcraft, and she happened to be a homeless woman. And so um, a lot of the physical features of witches are based off of just this one woman. And that's so historically, it's probably that. But let's see if I'm wrong. Let's see what the article says. Uh, the reason they're often associated with growths goes hand-in-hand hand with the same centuries-old superstitions that witches uh, have uh, have given witches a bad rap. 
Europeans began hunting witches in the 15th century when Christian doctrine labeled witchcraft um, hearsay and connected it to the devil. The persecution reached a fever pitch in the 16th century and 17th century with the witch trials in Salem, Massachusetts, Scotland, England, and Europe. To filter out the allegedly evil people from the rest of the population, witch hunters looked for those who had the witch's mark, also known as the devil's mark, because they were thought to have been branded by the devil himself. So these so-called witch's marks were, as we now know, not the work of the devil, but rather just skin imperfections. So in addition to warts, it could be skin tags, moles, birthmarks, like the third nipple thing that Chandler has on friends, like scratches. If your cat scratches you, oh my gosh, if a baby, have you been around a baby with those like paper thin nails? Oof. Like I, I literally, a baby scratched me like two weeks ago and I still have a mark. Like, oh, so yeah, if someone was accused of witchcraft, they'd be stripped, stripped down and searched for skin abnormalities. And if one was found, the accusers used it as evidence of the devil's mark. The unfortunate person, often a woman, would then be convicted of witchcraft. Fortunately, the 17th century brought about the Enlightenment period, an era of reason, knowledge, and humanitarianism, and the movement contributed to the end of the witch hunts. So. Yeah, centuries later, there are still many depictions of witches as wart-flecked agents of evil. Yeah, I do. So I think I'm right. <laughs> I just don't think they went back like that. Far. Like they went to the Hammer of the Witches era of witch burnings um, and didn't keep going back. If you keep going back, really the physical look of a witch is just based off uh, a single woman who was the first person to ever die by witch trial. It's very fascinating. I wonder if that's in my book. I don't remember. Um, I really, really tried to make my book, The Door to Witchcraft, very historically accurate. That was really important to me because as you know, I care about accuracy and I do as best as I can. Um, so I did, I used a lot of research, not done by witches, but done by historians. And that was the research I cited. And I remember some of the first reviews I got of my book, because you only look at the first re uh, few reviews and then, and, and then you have to stop or it's going to like really, um, her like hurt your feelings. Uh, but some of the first few reviews was someone being like, I'm a historian and I've never seen a witchcraft book actually accurate in history. And that was like, oh, that was, uh, it was like one of the best compliments I had like ever. And it was, oh, if I could have framed that review and hung it on my, on my wall, I would have. It still might. Anyways, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will be back for more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Thursday, October 12th. The waning crescent moon moves from fastidious Virgo to charming Libra today. Here, the moon trines Pluto and opposes Neptune. Neptune is trying its hardest to cloud up our vision. 
But if we focus well enough, the trine to Pluto should help us to penetrate Neptune's shroud. This could be a frustrating day, as we will need to screw our focus to the sticking point if we want to get anything done. But the trine to Pluto will assist us if we're able to identify our goal. Keep your sights set on the end point. Try not to let Neptune's wily ways distract you, and you'll emerge victorious from this day. Your daily moon mantra is, focus on the possibilities for success, not the potential for failure. This has been your daily moon mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Hey there, fellow seekers of the extraordinary, ready to embrace the mystical and indulge in the darkly enchanting? Sue at Morgan's Crows has conjured up something truly magical just for you. Morgan's Crows is your one-stop portal to all things mystical, dark, and utterly captivating. Adorn yourself with exquisite witchcraft-themed jewelry, handcrafted to channel your inner witch. Unveil the secrets of the universe through over 30 available tarot readings. What does destiny have in store for you? Find out. And of course, Morrigan's Crows offers an array of sparkling crystals, each one holding the power to amplify your energy and awaken the arcane within. Who should check the shop out? Witches, mystics, and those who find beauty in the shadows. But they aren't stopping there. If you're drawn to the unconventional, the mysterious, and the gothic, they welcome you with open arms. Join the coven of passionate, like-minded souls who appreciate the finer things in life, like authentic craftsmanship and a dash of the occult. Your journey into the extraordinary begins at Morgan's Crows. Visit Morgan's Crows on Etsy or morganscrows.com. That's M-O-R-R-I-G-A-N-S crows.com today to unlock the mysteries that await. All right, we are back. So today our urban legend is all about the Flathead Lake Monster. So this came up on a list of urban legends people were talking about that they experience locally. So let's learn about the Flathead Lake Monster. You have to be lucky to catch a rare glimpse of the Flathead Lake Monster lovingly called Flossie. <laughs> And this is from flatheadlakers.org. Since the first sighting reported in 1889, 79 accounts of a large size object in the lake has been documented. People describe a large eel-shaped creature that is 20 to 40 feet long. It is round, brown to blue, black in color, and has a very obvious steel black eyes and undulating hips. Oh my god. They're like, we don't, they're like the color, there's a range. We're not sure, but we know what his eyes and his hips look like. And that is nuts. So that is so funny. Um, others have identified it as a large sized fish from six to 10 feet in length. I love that. They're like, could be 40 feet, could be six feet. We can't tell you. The color, brown, blue, black, who can say? I know that's, like, I, I know those eyes. I know those hips. So generally, there are one to two reported sightings every year of Flossie. What a name. And in 1993, Lanny Hansel, Flatland Lakers 
board member and retired fisheries biologist, and Paul Fugelberg, a longtime historian of monster sightings and a former editor of the Flathead uh, Courier. Okay. Can I just say, can you imagine being a monster historian? One, it de- that that job title definitely exists. Like, people do a lot of research into, like, dragons and, like, the cultural and historical thing with dragons and Loch Ness. Like, I could for sure seeing that being, like, a really just rare kind of job title. But how cool. Would I want to be a monster historian? I got to say no. I'm just not into that enough. I've never been a monster gal. Now, would I be a ghost historian? Or a vampire historian? Yes. That's for me. It's my job title that I want. Yes. I want to be a vampire historian. And if you're like, wow, Tanya, you're really like tangenting today. It's because it's such a beautiful morning and I'm such a morning person that like when it's really early and the morning sun is filtering in through the windows onto like some pink roses and I have my hot chocolate. I am just in such a state of euphoria that if I'm a little loopy, it's because it's just such a beautiful morning. Okay, so Lainey and Paul, the biologist and monster historian, collectively gathered 13 unusual sightings, which was by far the most of any year. And this was in 1993. Um, let's see. 1993. But Lainey asks you to call it a creature, not necessarily a monster. Reports have been submitted by first-time volunteers as well as from lifelong residents, from drinkers to non-drinkers, because they felt the need to free to know it's not just drunk people calling. Details of the creature have been described by mothers, doctors, lawyers, biologists, engineers, anglers, and policemen. So keep your eyes open and be extra alert when traveling in the area around Skidoo Bay, Poison Bay, the Narrows, and along the West Shore Road. You never know when you could see Flossie. Be sure to contact Flathead Lakers if you see a creature out on Flathead Lake. We will not laugh or make fun, and we sincerely enter your comments into historical archives. Wow. Let's see. So yeah, here's a little folklore on Flossie. Well, first, it, there it, there comes from an indigenous legend. So the story of a monster in Flathead Lake originates in the Kootenai uh, traditional legend. According to the story, long ago, the first native tribe in the area lived on an island in the middle of the lake. One winter, while crossing the frozen lake to move camp, Two girls saw antlers approximately two feet in length protruding through the frozen ice. Thinking the antlers belonged to some animal, the girls decided to chop them off and take them. They used sharp-edged rocks to cut through the ice when the antlers suddenly started shaking. The ice around them split open and the head of a monster appeared through the ice, shaking its giant antlers. The girls used their special powers to transform into a ball and buckskin target to escape the monster. But half of the tribe drowned in the lake. 
Lake, which is said to be the reason why there are so few left of this indigenous tribe. The narrative holds that the Kootenai never strayed far from the lakeshore after that, and white settlers later reported occasionally seeing the monster. So that is like the official story. And then, well, the official like indigenous story. Then the local story is that, um, well, one local story that received much publicity describes how a three-year-old boy apparently fell into the lake and when asked how he had extracted himself, told his mother, the flathead monster lifted me up. Frugelberg, who we talked about in the, who's one of the historians, the monster historian, wrote that claim sightings of the monster have been blamed on hyperactive imaginations, playful, uh, playful pranks, natural phenomena like logs or animals or bears or horses. And in the 1950s, a significant cash reward was offered by Big Fish Unlimited to anyone who could catch the super fish. Hmm. Interesting. Oof. Um, if anyone wants like a ghost update on like my life, my neighbor literally just texted me as I was recording about how at 3 a.m. she heard what'd she say? I heard running on your porch at 3 a.m. And I was like, I was up at 3 a.m. and I did kind of hear something. But my cameras didn't catch anything. But I will do like a quick walk around the property. But yeah, that's a thing that happens. Um even though we have like a completely locked gate. And people who break in here aren't coming to the porch. They're usually going to, like, the back shed. Uh, yeah, it's a problem, especially at 3, 3 a.m. to 5 a.m. Uh, someone or something loves to run up and down the porch. So cameras never catch it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, let's wrap up this episode of the Witch Daily Show. I want to give a shout out to listener April Reinhardt's April, you dream like charming moth, midnight lightning, you opulent, powerful spinster, and Sherry Taylor, you noble, noble leprechaun. Thank you three so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And that's all I've got for you today. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we referenced today can be found. Um, yeah, can be found for, uh, yeah, witchpod.com, witchpod.com. Okay. Witches, we hope you have a wonderful day full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day.